Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Coil of Summerton, Philadelphia. We continue with Evan Schlema and continuing with Perik Yud Aleph over here. Neglected to read the title yesterday. We usually start when we start a new Perik of Evan Schlema, we start with the title. So here's the title given to this Perik from the Malakate, the compiler of Evan Schlema. Vinyane Erev Rav, Vichevle Mashiach, Vinyane Gula Hasida, Vimher Vyamenu. On the topic of the Erev Rav, that's the mixed multitude, what that means in, in biblical terms, what that means in modern day terms. The Chevle Mashiach, the travails, the travails of Mashiach times. Geula HaAsida, the ultimate future redemption. Bimheir V'yameinu, even the Malakit, not even, the Malakit, right? Bimheir V'yameinu, she comes speedily in our days, and indeed, these words ring more true than ever, indeed come speedily in our days. But So that's the title of the Perik, and we began yesterday with reading this through, the quick read-through, that the Gain tells us that the redemption that's going to come in Mashiach times Excuse me, it's going to happen in four stages. And the four stages of redemption are going to correspond to four times during the year that there's a judgment. Four judgments during the year. The four judgments correspond to the four stages of redemption. When do we have four judgments during the year? So the order that the Vilna Gain set it up in is we have first Pesach, then Rosh Hashanah, then Shavuos, then Sukkot. That was the order he set it up in. And we, as we know, remember from the first Mishnah there, from Rosh Hashanah, these are times that the world is judged for different things. Um, and now let's return to the four specific um, stages of redemption. We, yesterday we said we have to understand what these redemptions are. What are these stages of redemption? What do they mean specifically? And the second question is going to have to be, what's the correlation between those stages and those times of the year? The um, the judgment that's coming at those times of the year, right? What, what's the correlation? So let's let's um, do this, you know, in, in two steps over here. First, we're going to deal with the specifics of what these what what it means to be redeemed at these four times of the year, um, and what those redemptions are. So the Pesach, the redemption of Pesach, was from Shibud, from servitude, from subjugation and servitude. That's the Geula that happens Pesach time. The gula that happens for Shoshanah is Hashem will judge and pass judgments on the enemies of God. The enemies of God. Shavuos, there's going to be the kibbutz gullies, the ingathering of exiles through Moshe Rabbeinu. Through Moshe Rabbeinu. We're going to gather the exiles in. And Sokis is going to be the Binyan Beis Hamikdash. We're going to Erect the base on Mikdash. We're going to build the base on Mikdash. It's a, it's a, it's a machlekes. Okay. So um, let's start again with Pesach. So the Pesach said we're going to be the stage of Gula that's going to happen. The ultimate future redemption, Bimher Vimena, should happen speedily indeed in our days, is going to begin with Pesach with being released from servitude and subjugation. We said, what does that mean? What's this? Where's the servitude? Where's the subjugation? Where are we Meshubad? Where, where, where are we subjects of people nowadays? We said, what that means is any area where Kala Yisrael's ability, not just politically, but spiritually, to, to do what we need to do as Kala Yisrael, wherever that's limited, that is modern day Shibu. That's modern day subjugation and servitude. We said, not just, you know, when, when the Medina Yisrael, when their hands are tied to do what they need to do in times of war and battle, Rahman al-Islam, but even Klai was a nation, when, when, when townships uh, pass, pass measures and laws or invoke zoning, zoning rules to, to limit, limit uh, 
shuls from, from prevent shuls from going up, prevent schools, basiakos, yeshivas, chadarim, to take eruv wires down, you know, in the name of zoning laws, that shibut, that shibut that's kleisel, not being able to live as yidin, not being able to, to, to proliferate, not being able to, to operate as kleisel ought to because of restrictions and positions that are, that are being put upon us by the nations of the world. And sometimes, as we mentioned yesterday, unfortunately, these restrictions can be imposed upon us by 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 we ourselves, by Yidin themselves. Sometimes Jews are restricting and imposing uh, harsh laws uh, uh, on other Jews, which is restrictive in, in allowing Yidin to operate as as they should. But any 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 area of modern day life where there is something that is restrictive, something that prevents Kleisrael from being who we're supposed to be. That's called Shibud. So that's the first stage of Geula, of the edem- of eventual redemption, says says uh, the guy, and it's going to happen Pesach time, is Yigalu Mea Shibud, is all these restrictions will be lifted. Sub- subjugation and servitude to all those powers that be, whether they come from within or from, from without, that prevent Kala Yisrael from, from openly and fully, with full autonomy, Acting as Kla Yisrael, so that will be lifted Pesach time. That's the servitude and subjugation that will be lifted. That's the first stage of redemption, and that's already a very powerful and very significant idea. Okay, so unfortunately, we have not yet witnessed that. You know, so the the uh, we don't have yet the first stages of Gula. Even the first stage we don't have. Yes, of course, there's there's a lot of excitement with the Medina, a lot of excitement with 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 uh, you know establishments of Medina Yisrael, but but uh, you know. We aren't even holding by stage one of Gula. We just look around anywhere in the world. Um, there are restrictions. There is no one place. Like countries that try to ban Shechita. That's, that's Shibud. That's Shibud, right? A country that bans Shechita. A country that's trying to ban Milo. A country that that um, is trying to... Let, let's talk about you know, things that are much closer to home. You know, we talked about townships taking down Erevin and things like that. But a township... Uh, I'm sorry. A, a country, a state... That's trying to regulate how they teach in the Chadarim, trying to regulate how they teach in yeshivas, the curriculum. That's Shibud, right? That's a Shibud. When, when the powers that be, the, 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 you know, the, the, the uh, authority that is, uh, that is in governance is trying to regulate the curriculum in yeshivas, this is what you have to teach, you have to have this, that, and the other, is that means Kleisel is not able to do um, what they, what, is not able to op- operate naturally. We're not able to make decisions there, there are the threats to the, our ability to make those decisions to do uh, start from, from the inside out, which is how you know it should be done. You know, let let Yidden figure out how Yidden work best. Let Yidden figure out the chinuch system for Yidden. And when you're trying to impose upon us a regulation to the chinuch system, that's shibud. So we certainly are not even at stage one of of Ge'uli yet. The having a country, having a Medina, Medina Sisrael, definitely has benefits to it. But to say that, you know, that, oh, we have already the first stage of Gula because now we have a place where Yidin can do what they want, how they want, as they want, that's a joke, right? In Medina Yisrael, um, for Kleist to do as they want, how they want, when they want, doesn't mean, you know, hefkerus, doesn't mean it's a free-for-all, doesn't mean we'll make a, you know, a parliament and they're going to vote and, and, oh, so Kleist Jews have decided how to run themselves, no means... There has to be Geula, even the first age of Geula is only met when Kleist has the freedom to do as, as how, how, what they need to do based on Hashem's will, 
based on Hashem's directives and instructions based on the Torah. So if there's restrictions anywhere, including Medina Sisrael, including Manadei um, Eretz Sisrael, that don't allow the Yidin to do as they need to do based on Hashem's instructions, that's, you still don't have Geula. You still do not have Geula. And certainly, politically speaking, you know, to say that, you know, the, the entity of, 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 of Medina Yisrael is, has the ability to do what they need to do politically, that, that's, everyone knows that's ridiculous, right? They, they, um, <clears throat> the powers that be, the nations of the world, do their very best to try to impose restrictions on the political uh, activities and uh, of, 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 of the Medina. Medina Yisrael means Manadei Eretz Yisrael, Manadei the country, yeah, the Medina. Um, the the uh, state state of Israel, the, geo, uh, the political political state. Yeah. Okay. So that's stage one of Geula when when Kla Yisrael is able to do what they need to do as Kla Yisrael, as uh, as the Am Hanivchar, as the Mamleches Kaihan of the Goy Kaddish, as the elevated chosen nation. That's 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 going to happen Pesach time, and, and we're waiting for that. Hashem, the first stage of Geula. Second stage of Geula, of redemption, is when Hashem will pass judgment on Oyvei Hashem, on His enemies, the enemies of God. The enemies of God. Who are the enemies of God? What does that mean? This is a very, it's a little bit oblique, this, 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 uh, description, this group description over here, the enemies of God. Who are the enemies of God? Who are the people that are going to be judged Rosh Hashanah time? So it really goes together, it goes hand in hand with the first idea. Um, the enemies of God are not necessarily the people, the nations of the world that, that um, are not keeping the seven Noahide laws. Enemies of God are, the, are those who are thwarting, thwarting the ability to have um, to have a presence down here uh, that stands for for God that that makes a presence of God, which is whom is supposed to do that? That's us. We are supposed to be the ones that are that are that are making a presence, making a stand for God and godliness and Hashem's values through Torah, through mitzvahs, and through just being operating at full steam. That's us. So, anyone that thwarts that, that suppresses that, that gets in the way of that, those are the enemies of God. Why are they the enemies of God? Because they're preventing godliness from showing up over here. Preventing godliness from showing up. Those are the Oyvei Hashem. If you're preventing Kla Yisrael from achieving their mission, if you're preventing Kla Yisrael from doing what they need to do, you're preventing godliness from manifesting itself down here. You're preventing godliness from showing up down here. So we're talking about we're talking about authorities and powers that are are the ones that are imposing the 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 uh, restrictions, regulations, and subjugations of the first idea. Those that are preventing Klai Yisrael from being active, from being from operative, from doing what we need to do to bring godliness out. The nations that prevent us from doing that, that thwart us from doing that. That are restrictive and repressive, and not allowing us to do that. Those are the enemies of God. Are the enemies of God because they're preventing godliness from from appearing down here. They're preventing the godly nation from being godly. They're preventing this world from being a world that demonstrates godliness. So the people responsible for the subjugations and the and the 
suppressions of the first stage of a redemption that, re, that we're, what we're released from the first stage, those are termed as the enemies of God, because again, they're preventing godliness from, from uh, being present over here. And that's the second stage of Gula where they, um, are, they receive their judgment. Now that's another stage of redemption, and that's you know something that's worth just dwelling on for a moment. That's a self-contained stage of redemption, even though the restrictions have been lifted, even though we already went through the Pesach Geula, which is now Klai Yisrael is free to do what they need to do to be Klai Yisrael, to to be the Am Hanivchar, to be that Mamelechas Kaihanim Kaddish, to be the nation that is that is um, openly serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So that restriction has been lifted. Nevertheless, if there are people, all those all those entities that for thousands of years are preventing from us from doing that, if if they don't receive um, consequences, if there's no accountability, then we don't have full redemption. We don't have full redemption. Full redemption, let's take a step sideways. Geula, what's Geula? Geula really means the world has come full circle. The world has gone from something that was created by Hashem for Hashem um, to ultimately be revealed, has, has achieved its final purpose. Hashem is revealed. Hashem being revealed means... There's no way of confusing the purpose of the world. There's no way of of missing the boat and not saying that it was Hashem all along. That and, and that Hashem is the um, um, uh, the what's it called? Hashem um, elokeisrael melech umalchusoi ba'kol mashallah. Hashem is the ultimate ruler, the ultimate king, and his he has ultimate authority and power everywhere. That's that is that is really what Geula is ultimately. The, the 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 final bottom line of Geula is where the world's come full circle. The world's achieved its purpose, which is for it to be very clear to everyone that is, Hashem is the only ruler. The only purpose and objective of this world is to fulfill the will of God. Um, and anything that um, is is uh, out of line with that. That's still around is 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 um, holding the world back from its ultimate geula. So the first stage is definitely one significant step along the way towards geula. That again, the world has to come full circle in in, in being very clear and manifest. That's here to to achieve its destiny, which is fulfilling the rutzen habayre, the will of God. So when Klai Yisrael doesn't have any more shibud, no more subjugations, no more suppressions, we're able to do what we need to do. So we're definitely well along. The, the, the road in terms of bringing Geula, but if all the, the powers and those nations that have suppressed us for thousands of years are just able to like walk off scot-free and there's no accountability, that, 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 that is still a hiccup over here and a bug in the system of Geula. We don't have a full Geula if, if, if that can be done and people can get away with it. Because how, how can you get away with preventing um, preventing this world from achieving its destiny. How can you get away with that? There's still some kind of flaw, and there's, some, there's something that's preventing the full ge'ula, the full redemption, if, if you can be an active element that is preventing the ge'ula from coming. So that's why the second stage of ge'ula requires all those elements receiving their consequences and accountability. But no, since this world is, is, is um, Hashem's, and it was created... For the revelation of Hashem, and Hashem is the one and only authority and power. Anyone that got in the way has to now receive the consequences. That's the second stage of Gula that happens Rosh Hashanah time. Kibbutz Goliath, which is the third third stage of Gula, third stage of redemption. What's Kibbutz Goliath? 
It's kibbutz Goliath. Interesting. You know, we talk about the ingathering of the exiles. Ingathering of the exiles. What does that mean? It means that everyone just gets to go back to Eretz Yisrael. That's what it certainly sounds like on a surface level. Everyone gets gets to go back to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so go back to Eretz Yisrael now. Why do we need Geula for that? Why do we need Mishra for that? Okay, but I don't know. The, the, uh, the, um, it's not so easy to make a Parnas in Eretz Yisrael. We all know that, right? Uh, plane tickets right now, the canceling flights. Still, still left and right, there's not a lot, not a lot of flights to Eretz Yisrael. Um, plane tickets, even when there are a lot of flights, can be quite expensive. Moving a whole family there, i got to find a Dero. So, yeah, there are things in the way of all of Kleisel going back to Eretz but, but, like, what's the... there got to be something more fundamental about the ingathering of the exiles um, that's going to happen when Mashiach comes versus now. Because, again, like, now... There are, there are lots of reasons why we would say not every Jew is making Aliyah, but most of them are technical, not fundamental. Most of them are technical and not fundamental, and there's all kinds of organizations dedicated to facilitating this, making it easier for, for Klai Yisrael to make Aliyah and move back to Eretz Yisrael. It seems to be technicalities that prevent most Yidin from, from moving. Um, if it's just technicalities, so what does that mean? So the, the third stage of Gula is just, there's no more technicalities, no more technicalities in the way. You don't have to worry about a flight, you don't have to worry about a place to live, you don't have to worry about a job, we'll take care of all that for you. That, that, that's a little bit anticlimactic to say that the whole idea of ingathering the exiles is that there's no more technicalities in the way. It can't be that simple and it can't be that just um, incidental. So the, the, the idea is, no, it's certainly much more fundamental than that. The idea of ingathering exiles is certainly a fundamental one. And what it means is not just, okay, we're, we're, we're letting Kleisro come back, we're bringing Kleisro back physically, geographically. It means we're bringing bring Kleisro back um, fundamentally, existentially. Kleisro is being brought back. And there's a reason why when we talk about bringing the exile back, it's always kibbutz Goliath, gathering, gathering the exiles. We don't, ever, don't talk about hachzara, returning, we talk about gathering, gathering. And the truth is, this is a whole discussion of itself. So um, maybe, you know, it's late, we started a little bit late today. So maybe we'll, we'll hit the pause button over here and hit the send button over here. Send this one out. Tomorrow we'll continue and talk about the, this concept of the ingathering of the exiles, what that means, kibbutz Goliath, and what's going to happen in Mashiach times. That it's not happening now. Is it just overcoming technicalities? Um, or is it something more fundamental than that? So, okay, the questions we're going to leave this off with what's, what's kibbutz, the, the gathering, and, and what, what's, what's so significant about what's going to happen with the Exodus Mashiach times that's not happening now. Okay, very good. Um, everyone should be well, should be good benched. Have a wonderful day. We'll continue with Hashem tomorrow.